This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Sports talk like it used to be. You know, like your crazy uncle used to listen to. Only better. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. You know, I, I don't know how many uh, how, how many times my crazy uncle listened to sports talk shows to have a guest quite as uh, unique as this one. Mo, and I'm looking forward to this conversation that we are about to have, especially as we are in the midst of one of the most uh, surging variants of COVID since this thing started. So, uh, you know, when when I brought this idea up to you, and it was essentially because I just didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what what was happening, what was going to happen. And obviously that's kind of been exactly the way we felt for the last, you know, two years almost to this point is it's a fluid situation. And so I'm really excited uh, that, that we were able to procure a guest of this magnitude and uh, Mo, I will let you do the honor since, uh, you know, you guys go way back. We do go way back. Um, joining us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today is Dr. Alan Sills, the chief medical officer of the National Football League. And um, it's um, it's a pleasure to be able to get you on, Dr. Sills. And, and I'll tell folks that Alan and I served together on the board of directors of the Franklin Baseball Club um, for quite some time. And this guy is disgustingly proficient in a number of areas. Let me just say that. Um, but to, to be able to draw on your expertise in your professional capacity, Dr. Sills is, um, really a, a feather in the cap for our show. And so we appreciate you taking some time with us this afternoon. Hey, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to see you guys and uh, excited to be with you. It's always good to be with home folks. Uh, you know, I'm based out of Nashville. So, uh, I enjoy getting a chance to to visit with local folks. Well, we certainly appreciate you um, taking the time. I know you're busy and we, we've kind of had to um, bump some things around in order to get you on with, with your schedule. And, you know, as, as the NFL goes into its final week of regular season play, obviously a lot going on from the coronavirus standpoint. And as Chris said, really been a fluid situation for you guys all all year and the last two years. Um, really challenging, I would say. You know, it has been, but but I think that um, one of the things that the, that the NFL fi- uh, prides itself on, you know, is just resiliency. And, 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 of course, that's a big part of football is how do you deal with adversity? How do you, how do you suddenly adapt to circumstances you didn't expect? And, um, obviously, illness and injury have been part of the game for a long, long time. So, um, while it's been incredibly challenging, we, we've had, I think, a terrific partnership with our clubs. You know, all 32 of our clubs have a dedicated medical staff. They've all got what we call an infection control officer that kind of helps coordinate everything COVID. Um, but everyone has pitched in. I mean, I've, I've just been on the um, on, on a couple of Zoom calls in the last hour here, for example, with a couple of clubs where the general manager, the head coach are on the call, sort of preparing ahead for playoffs and some of the things that are affecting there. So it, it's been very much a team effort. Um, we've all learned a lot along the way. And, and, and I think that it's been that, that resiliency that's really allowed us to keep going and, and to pivot and, and do things that we needed to do in order to change and adapt to, to a very, very unpredictable landscape, as you said. Obviously, you know, when you came on to 
the NFL staff, I guess, back in 17, I would imagine the biggest things that you were dealing with were concussions, head injuries, that kind of thing, and reacting to that. And you talk about pivot. All <laughs> of a sudden, you're, you're dealing with infectious diseases and, and pandemics and that kind of thing. This hasn't been necessarily what you signed on for, I wouldn't think. I think it might have been under that other duties as, as assigned, but uh, but no, you're right. Obviously, uh, back in 2017, concussions were, were front and center. And, and listen, they're still a major focus of ours, as are other injuries, lower extremity injuries, hamstring, Achilles, ACL, you name it. But but clearly the last two years have been dominated by this. But but what I think has been really unique and something that's a, a, an enjoyable part of my job, Mo, is to be able to say, you know, at the NFL, we've actually been able to contribute a significant amount of knowledge to public health agencies. You know, we've had some of the best data because we have had access to testing and tracing and things like that. So throughout the pandemic, we've met regularly with the CDC, with the White House Task Force, you know, with other public health officials. We've actually published a couple of papers with the CDC, and, and we've got another one in the works that will come out in a few weeks. So I, I think it's been gratifying that we've been able to take our experience in the NFL and apply that in a way that's really benefited the broader public health effort and, and hopefully showed the way forward. Because what we've tried to do at every point, Mo, is we've tried to say, yeah, there's this virus and there's a set of things we have to do to deal with it. But let's also keep in mind that there's some things in life we enjoy doing. How can we go forward and do both of those at the same time and, and do it in a safe manner? It's interesting that you mentioned that, Dr. Sills, because yesterday the Associated Press put out a story uh, quoting Brian McCarthy saying that, you know, the NFL has every intention of playing Super Bowl 56 as scheduled in SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles on Sunday, February 13th. And I feel like you guys are making every effort you can to make sure that that happens. How, how important is that? Is it to make that date? Well, I think that we've we've obviously always been committed, as I said, to trying to stay on track with doing things and showing that they can be done safely. But we've also recognized that sometimes we have to change. I mean, we've had to change days of the week when certain games were played. Um, we, we've certainly had to change our protocols and things like that. And one of the things that, that you guys may not be aware of that I learned quickly about the NFL is there's always contingency planning. So every single weekend, and this is pre-COVID, every single weekend – there are stadiums that are prepared to host games if there were suddenly a, a natural disaster or some other reason that a stadium couldn't host a game. So there's always tremendous uh, planning for these contingencies and backup plans in place. One of the other things I would emphasize is these aren't decisions we make in isolation as a league. We don't just sort of put our head down and say, well, this is what the NFL is going to do. There's a lot of communication with public health authorities. I mean, we, we've met multiple times with the Los Angeles County Public Health Authorities, with the state of California, the governor's office. So it's a collaborative effort, again, uh, where we, we want to make sure that we're good partners and, and that we're supporting the public health effort there. You know, Alan, you had previously worked with your alma mater, Mississippi State, in in a advisory medical capacity, I guess. What's the difference in that work and this work? I would imagine it's to the 10th power in terms of intensity and detail and that kind of thing? Well, I think when when you think about the, the NFL and pro sports in general, and obviously there are just so many more resources that, that become available to you. And I, and I think one of the things, again, that people may not be aware of is how much research we do. Um, you know, since I've been there, we've spent over $300 million around medical-based research. And that research covers everything from 
better helmets and better cleats to how we can adjust the rules of the game to make things safer to basic science mechanisms behind some of the diseases to COVID to uh, mental health. I mean, it really covers that spectrum. So, so it's gratifying to get a chance to work with so many smart and talented people. Um, But at the end of the day, you know, it's really still always about that relationship as a doctor or trainer and a player. And that's really no different than, than, than local high school football, let's say for example, or to the collegiate or the NFL level. Um, There are just a lot more people in the stands and a lot more cameras uh, that are broadcasting the game at our level, but, but it's still the essence of trying to keep athletes healthy, help them pursue the dreams that they want to do and, and to, to make them as available as possible that part's really the same at all levels. And again, that's where I think the NFL can have a big impact on some of these other levels by some of the things that we're, we're finding out and, and what our research is showing. Could you do this if you weren't a football fan? I think it'd be really hard. Uh, you know, I've been a football fan my entire life, and, and, and I still remember going to NFL. NFL used to play six preseason games. A lot of people don't remember that, but um, there would be preseason games down in Mississippi where I grew up and we would go and watch uh, the Saints play in preseason. And I remember that as a four or five-year-old kid. Um, so I've been a football and really a sports fan my entire life. And so I think having an interest and an understanding and an appreciation, Mo, for all the positive things that sports and team sports in particular bring to us um, makes, makes the job easier. Speaking with Dr. Alan Sills, Chief Medical Officer of the NFL here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. And Dr. Sills, you know, when I when I first asked to see to, for us to reach out to you, it was because we had no idea what was going to happen as far as, you know, COVID. The Omicron had just kind of really taken hold and there were just a few people who were you were seeing, you know, being held out for for COVID protocols. Now, just about every team has somebody on uh, the COVID list and as we saw last week you know you guys made some changes pretty quickly in the the protocols to go from 10 days to five days and that sort of thing and i think other uh, other leagues are taking note of that as well do you see you guys as kind of the leaders in this or is it just because you just happen to have that data that quickly well, I, I do think that there's a there's a leadership role that the league has sort of by default. I mean, it's the most popular sport in America and it's most watched by everyone. And so <clears throat> one of the other things I've learned about the league is our media cycle is, is 24 hours a day and it's 365 days a year. So everything we do is going to have a ripple effect. But, but what we've tried to do with our protocols is really follow what we see as in our own data and also what the public health guidance is. And, and as I said earlier, we have regular conversations with CDC, with the White House Task Force, with others, so that we're apprised of those decisions and what goes into them. And then, and then we look very critically at our own data. We have a lot of experts that we work with. We work with our NFL Players Association. So, so our protocols have changed multiple times. And, and when we do see something that's different, then, then we will obviously respond to that. And I would just share with you guys, Omicron is almost like a whole new disease. I mean, it's behaved very differently than, than previous iterations have of the virus. And so it, it really required us to go back and augment some things uh, based on what we were seeing in our data. And it, and it hit the league very hard, just like it's hitting our country. It's almost like a tidal wave that washed in. And, and we saw overnight really a conversion from all of our cases being the Delta variant to being this Omicron variant. So because of that, we had to sort of pivot and respond to it. And 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 I, and I think that the steps we've taken have, have amplified and echoed what the public health authorities are doing. Certainly interesting. Um, you know, 
I feel like this, the way that you guys have handled this has been very fluid, but also you, you guys have handled it exactly the way it needs to be handled. And I'm very proud of the way the NFL has, has taken a stand in this situation because without you guys, I really feel like, you know, we could still be back in 2020 days. So there's that. Um, do you feel like this is going to be something that we have to deal with for the foreseeable future, or is it just taking it day by day? Well, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm sort of a fan of Yogi Berra's theory on this, and he said it's really tough to make predictions, especially about the future. Um, and, and I think that we've certainly seen that be uh, correct uh, with regard to this virus. But, um, you know, most all upper respiratory viruses, which is what this is, eventually reach this endemic state in the population, which just means that you've got a lot of people with immunity. Um, they remain contagious, but they're not as severe. And I think that's what we all see this moving towards, hopefully in a, in a kind of a silver lining way. Maybe that's what Omicron will do for us is get us to that point a little quicker. But I do think this is going to be around. And, and I think it's about how do we learn to live with it? And again, protecting the vulnerable um, taking common sense precautions, but at the same time trying to go forward with life because I think we all recognize that we miss out on things. I mean, certainly I wouldn't sit here and argue to you that sports are an essential part of life, but they add a tremendous value, um, not only on a national basis, but on a local level. And so having kids with the opportunity to participate in sports, team sports, individual sports, I think these are really important things. And so um, we will, I think, learn a lot from this and, and hopefully, you know, it will help us as we approach future um, surges of illness, because we know there will be others down the road. But but I do think that we're heading towards a more endemic state with this. And, and my own personal projection, if you will, for 2022 is that, that we'll be approaching that stage of just like influenza, that, that, that COVID-19 is going to be out there. It's going to affect a lot of folks. But but there's certainly steps that we can do to, to protect against it and to, to, to live with it and coexist, if you will. One last thing. We got just a uh, less than a minute to go, but I just wanted to, to get your – I don't – I assume you're not an or an ortho doctor or anything, but uh, any, are you surprised to see Derrick Henry uh, potentially going to play either this weekend or in the next couple of weeks? You know, we uh, we never comment on specific players or specific injuries, and uh, so I, I wouldn't touch that. But I would just say that uh, he's obviously an amazing young man, an amazing player, <clears throat> and I have a lot of confidence in the medical staff of the of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they're folks who've been doing it a long time. They've got a lot of a lot of expertise, and so. I know they'll make the best decision together with the player. And that's that's really what sports medicine is about. If you look at it, these aren't about one person telling another person. You know, you've got a player who obviously is a competitor, wants to get back. But they're going to participate and in, in, in have a meaningful voice in that discussion as well. Dr. Alan Sills, Chief Medical Officer of the National Football League here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Thank you so much for taking some time with us. It's been very enlightening, and we are so excited to have had you on. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks, guys. All the best. When we come back, we have more to talk about, Mo. We've got a lot going on, including we've got uh, NFL, college football, all kinds of great stuff. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day will return to the Lee Company studio right after this.